found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It's Monday, the final day of the month of February. It is the 28th day, not a leap year, so there's no 29th day in the month. Matthew, good morning. Why, good morning, Dale. Good to see you. Oh, baby, it's good to see you. (laughs) Final day of the month. It is. So is today payday or is tomorrow payday? Should be today. Okay. Isn't it the 15th and the final day? Is it? I think so. Should be. Is it? All right. I it was the 15th and the 30th, but. Well, you can't, it's not always the 30th. There's no 30 in this month. Oh, I, no. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this um, information says that the uh, bars and liquor stores found a way to punish Russia. I saw this. <laughs> but, Hell, Sean. Sick of commies and watch this. Yeah, they're getting even <laughs> by uh, pulling Russian vodka off their shelves yeah. and promoting Ukrainian brands instead. <laughs> now, okay, so the story I saw was like a bunch of dudes like pouring out yeah. in the streets. Yeah. Like it was a prohibition, you know. <laughs> and <this will> show. <laughs> you know, uh, the, <laughs> the information that I have indicates that um, that's only a fraction of U.S. vodka imports. 1.2% of U.S. vodka imports come from Russia. That's it. So these guys are pouring stuff down the drain. <laughs> that has nothing... To probably do with it. Right. The uh, most popular brands, Smirnoff, Ciroc, Tito's, Absolute, Zvetka, Grey Goose, mm. Sky, and New Amsterdam. They're not made in Russia. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. <laughs> They're made in Sweden, France, the UK, and the US. Ah, there you so. go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're going to have to dig deep. Yeah. To find real Russian vodka. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> they're just wasting their profits. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I just saw a video of them pouring it out in the street, like, you know, ah! like, there you go. That'll do it. That'll teach them. <laughs> now, according to this, Matthew, uh, this from the Centers for Disease Control. Okay. Most people in the U.S. can drop their mask and get rid of it. It's a big uh, change. Yeah, it is. That um, means wearing a mask to prevent the spread of the coronavirus now is recommended for less than one-third of the population. Hmm. The new standards are an adjustment to the way the pandemic has shifted with a more highly vaccinated population dealing with the Omicron variant, which is less severe than the uh, previous strain. The number of hospitalizations and hospital uh, capacity will now be given more weight. The CDC now recommends universal masking only in places that have high COVID community levels. At the moment, only about 28% of people in the U.S. live in a county where they need to wear a mask indoors. Hmm. More than 70% of the population in places with low or medium community levels. 
where the uh, CDC doesn't urge masking indoors except for those of increased risk of the disease. The change applies to students in school as well. And, of course, here in Logansport, they made theirs optional last week. Yep. I can't hardly believe this. Biden's approval drops to 37%. Only 37% of Americans approve of his job performance. Hmm. 55% disapprove. And then I saw something. Where is it? He claims... The, the, the next story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he claims he's made the economy better, hmm. but people are still psychologically unable to feel happy. <laughs> Look around at all the good that's happening. Why can't you enjoy it? (laughs) Open your eyes, people. Uh, It's uh, smoke and mirrors, you know, is what he's trying. Yeah. He he says he's made the economy better, but people are still psychologically unable to feel happy. And, um, well, let's take a listen. Let's... uh, Listen to how he explains. Vec Murthy, the Surgeon General, points out, I think one of the significant things we're going to find 10 years from now is a phenomenal negative psychological impact that COVID has had on the public psyche. Hmm. And so you have an awful lot of people who are uh, notwithstanding the fact that, uh, that things have gotten so much better for them economically uh, that they are thinking, but... How do you get up in the morning feeling happy? <laughs> happy that everything's all right. Even though your job is better, even though you have more income, even though... And then on top of that, because of COVID, supply chains have been so interrupted that now you have inflation. <laughs> so the inflation makes... It's made things better. What is that? I don't know, Where's man. Where's he living? I don't know. <laughs> I just... You know, look at gas prices. Look at uh, everything. Right. It's just not pretty. Not pretty at all. But it's because we're still psychologically damaged. <laughs> I mean, there is a kernel of truth in that. I mean, there, yeah, there, there, there is. A, is. Yeah. You know, but come on, man. <sighs> it's not making me you know yes covid has been a a a problem but things are better now somewhat anyway with sure with covid we just talked about that yeah and um you know you know i don't think i'm so struck by covid that it's ruining my thought process and i'm not imagining the things that are going on okay it's just Right. Maybe oh, that's uh, why we need another shot, a forgetful shot. Maybe that's. <laughs> we'll just wake up and what happened? What? You won't remember anything. Uh, boy, that'd be, that'd be great. <laughs> it's just about six thirty. We'll uh, check news with Karen. A look at weather and more tidbits on the way. This is tidbits. Final day of the month of February. But again, you know, it seems to me like uh, since 
January the 1st, it has been eight months. It just For real. Yeah. For real. But it's crazy how fast February went by. Yeah. Like January was 89 days long, and then February is like, whoa, what happened? So now we're now we're moving. We're rolling. Yes. Next month will include uh, the beginning of spring. Yeah. This says that a majority of Americans say that Russian President Vladimir Putin would not have invaded the Ukraine had former President Trump still been in office. I don't know. I mean, you really don't know. I don't know. Because Trump talked a lot. Yeah. Like, you know, Trump talked a lot. And he said a lot of things and he made a lot of comments and, you know, that that goes without question. I think at, at some point, someone was going to call his bluff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think Putin's the guy to do it. I think he would have done it no matter who was in office. Yeah, 38% of Americans polled believe that Putin would have invaded Ukraine even if Trump had still been president. I mean, once you've got your mindset, you've got your mindset. Right. You know, so. Let's see. <clears throat> Pardon me. We've got um, this information from um, a, uh, a guy that was stealing catalytic converters. converters. Mm. 35 years old from Seattle, found dead underneath the car Saturday, apparently attempting to steal the catalytic converter. Someone called 911 to report a car had fallen onto the guy. Caller said that he was driving by and saw the man's legs sticking out from under the car. The caller stopped to see if the man was okay, but he was unresponsive. When police arrived, they found the man dead under the car, underneath the catalytic converter with tools around him. Oh, my gosh. Remember, crime doesn't pay. Man. Yeah, it's got to be risky doing that. You would think so. They're valuable, but uh, you don't want to be in too much of a hurry because you may not get things set up right. Right. Is it what's inside the, the catalytic yeah, converter? I think so. Copper, probably, and mm. uh, other metals. I don't know if you mm. fall for this or not. According to a, <clears throat> pardon me, a new international marketing study, adding dogs or cats to promotional ads makes people more eager to pursue a goal or a product. They're also more willing to uh, take risks when making a decision when there's a dog or a cat involved. <laughs> I just don't know. Okay. They uh, they looked at consumers' decision-making skills when they viewed an ad featuring a dog or a cat versus recalling their experience playing with a dog or a cat. The findings show that people were more likely to take more risks, like a volatile stock option, <laughs> <laughs> and bet more money hmm. when ads featured a dog or a cat. So, if you start seeing dogs or cats representing the gaming sites, oh, oh I'm. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember Spuds McKenzie? Yeah. Remember yeah, for beer. Yeah. yeah, Spuds. And, you know, they've used that dog in Target ads. That's true. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it is something. Morris the cat, remember him? Oh, yeah. Made you have to buy that particular cat food. That's right. <laughs> 
This uh, <laughs> this says that eliminating some left-hand turns in downtown intersections can help keep traffic flowing and reduce accident hazards. Have you ever thought of that? Left hands? I just uh, I don't think of left-hand turns as being a problem, but I guess it does slow stuff down. Yeah. Penn State. They've come up with a method to improve traffic flow that involves a few well-placed left turn restrictions. The advantages go to beyond freeing up traffic. Left turns are also where you find the most severe crashes, especially with pedestrians. Hmm. Their idea is to get rid of these turns when we can to create safer and more efficient intersections. Isn't it... It kind of boils down to a lack of knowledge as to who has what right away, doesn't it? Yeah, I think. I mean, that's that's part of it. Yeah, because I go through that a lot right. in this town. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the most efficient configuration tended to be to ban left turns in the middle of the city and allowed them more often on the uh, peripheral of the city. So you have to... Drive to the edge way. of the city, <laughs> then you can make a left turn and then get to where you are. See, that's the problem without left turns. It's the inconvenience. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know. I guess their study indicates whatever. I feel like one of the one of the major delivery companies, UPS, FedEx, one of those. Um couple of years ago they they revamped their algorithm as to how they they set up delivery routes for their drivers and they limited the number of left turns to improve efficiency okay no yeah I, I guess there must be some rhyme or reason it's bu- above me yeah <laughs> okay it's, right i figured that's why they inserted all these stupid roustabouts <laughs> whatever they're called roustabouts <laughs> uh, yeah. those are a hassle I don't mind those. Really? Yeah. Well, if you're in unfamiliar territory, it's very uncomfortable getting yeah. in one because they're flying around there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, know, it's, yeah. Have you ever played pickleball? I have not. Okay. It intrigues me. Um, <laughs> I have not. I know that pickleball basically migrated here from Florida Okay. with some of the, uh, the uh, winter yeah. people. What do you call Snowbirds. Them? Snowbirds, yeah. thank you. I was going to say winter birds. It's not right. <laughs> <laughs> so they brought it back. Yeah. Okay. It's a cross <clears throat> among tennis, ping pong, and badminton. Played with a paddle and a perforated plastic ball. It's typically played on a court roughly one quarter the size of tennis courts, and it has a lower net. That's the, uh, the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Two national professional tournaments exist, <laughs> and the corporate sponsors are scrambling to sign up. CBS Sports, <laughs> ESPN3, Fox Sports, and the Tennis Channel are all among the networks that plan to cover the sport. Wow. NPR notes that the biggest growth is coming among players under 55. So, it says the game was invented by three middle-aged fathers in Washington State in 1965. Oh, wow. On Bainbridge Island near Seattle. They invented it for their children. So you just come up with different ways to use stuff. I guess so. So 
and that's where it all came from, Matt. How about that? And I guess uh, those guys, as they aged, went to Florida, and people learned more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want? I know it's, it's pretty hot right now with the Y. Okay. Or pickleball leaves. Because I and... see the, you know, pickleball. Yeah. I've never tried it. Do you have to move much? I don't think so. Yeah. That's what kind of makes it good for all ages, is that, you know, yeah. anybody can do it. Okay. This says that um, <laughs> you have to move much. It's a sport. Do I got to move? Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> this indicates that uh, U.S. researchers believe a dog called Rampicin could extend the average lifespan of a dog. Uh, that's a drug, not a dog. <laughs> the uh, drug named Rampicin. Ramp. Rapamycin. Something. Could expand the uh, lifetime lifespan of a dog by as much as a third. Wow. Past experiments in mice found it can extend life up to 30%. Hmm. So if they're wrenching around on mice, why don't they do it on us? Okay. The trial focused on large breeds such as Labradors. They live about uh, 10 to 12 years. The project called the Triad. <laughs> forms part of the larger dog aging project that will investigate the different aspects of dog lifespan. Owners could be thrown a bone by their project too. DAP is looking at how dog lifespan and aging may translate to humans. Mm. So, if you've got a terrible dog though, it's like, oh jeez. <laughs> oh, he's gonna chew stuff up for another three or four years. Mm. And finally... So, okay. Okay. Let's do some quick math here. All right. Okay. Average age of a person, like life expectancy, yeah, yeah. is about 79 years okay, in the 79. United States. Okay. So, if this improves us by 30%, yeah. um, that would tack on another about 24 years okay. onto our lives. You know, if you can go through it. If you don't go through the, um, does it, it evidently, I don't know, slows down the aging process or something, you would think. Yeah. You know, you don't want, you don't want 30% more dog years, you know, and they're crippled. <laughs> and they're and just like, move. yeah, like yeah. old dog, you know, just, <laughs> you know, it's a, they're just there. They're just there. Yeah. Can't get up. <laughs> you don't want that. No, no one wants that. So, <laughs> this uh, happened 10 years ago. Becky Beckman from Maryland lost her iPhone. It was the night of Halloween. Oh. Becky couldn't find the phone anywhere, so bought a new one, as you do, you know, nowadays. But now, 10 years later, a toilet issue ended up solving the bizarre decade-long mystery. Becky said the couple started to hear a banging sound when they flushed the crapper. <laughs> her <laughs> husband became agitated. <laughs> Why's it got to make that noise? Piece of junk. So, eventually, <laughs> decided he'd uh, he'd go in there and and plunge the uh, the crapper yeah. out. Yes. Becky explained that her husband came running outside to tell her she wouldn't believe what he found in that crapper. <laughs> he'd found the lost iPhone from deep within the toilet pipes. Wow. Images shared by the couple see the device with its backing popped open, 
as clearly after 10 years it's been through some hardship. <laughs> Becky's post received almost 700 comments with many folks in complete shock. Complete shock. What? <laughs> it was where? What? Right in the pipes. Does it work? That's that's the next question. Yeah. Dry it out, plug it in, see if it works. So I guess uh, what you'd want to do is have a lot of rice and throw it in there. Sure. Yeah. Well, Matthew, we've got this for you, too. Oh, boy. We have another... Um, I'm the booth announcer. And this is a big one for the booth announcer. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> I got I to get my announcer voice ready. Okay, all right. uh, the men who served your country want to serve you breakfast. Come into the American Legion, post 60 on South Burlington Avenue in Logansport for their biscuits and gravy breakfast Saturday, March 5th from 8 to noon. A top-notch Biscuits and gravy recipe will dazzle your taste buds, along with hash browns, side of fruit, and coffee or beverage. It's all you can eat for only $11 per person. Mm. Saturday, March 5th, let the men who served your country serve you breakfast at the American Legion in Logan's. How about that? There you that go. sounds pretty good. Yeah. I like biscuits and gravy. Well, yeah. That's one of my favorites. So, And only 11 bucks. Mm. And it takes place Saturday, 8 till noon. What a perfect uh, do well, I could still make it. Yeah, you can make it. Yeah. No, we got bowling. We got a bowl. Oh, that's this weekend, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, boy. We got bowling at 1130, Matthew. Oh, geez. We've got the uh, pins for kids. <laughs> so there won't be any biscuits and gravy for us. Nope. Well, you could still go because well, you're not on the air. True. But um, I have other things I got to do that morning, yeah. though. But you got a bowl. Don't forget. And we're not going to mess around. We're going <laughs> to see. We're not going to mess around. <laughs> uh, I'm going to win that car. Okay. So you're going to try it for one of those scores. Yep. Okay. We'll explain more as we go through the week because we <laughs> we've ran out of time. We got the rest of the week, but yeah, yeah if we have ran out of time, and I'll see you tomorrow. All right, buddy. Okay, buddy. See this has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.